Welcome to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. We welcome you to come and join us as we explore the Word of God to open up new levels of glory for every believer to come in closer to the Father. Join Apostle Calvin as he shares the Word of God as the Lord Jesus has revealed it unto him to share with the body of Christ. Christ Be Glorified Ministries, and welcome to another broadcast centered around the kingdom of God. Amen. So Jesus is Lord. So that is the that is the primary thing about the kingdom of God. Amen. That we were not aware of God until Jesus. Amen. We did not know the Father the way that the Father was supposed to be known. We did not love the Father the way that the Father was supposed to be loved until Jesus. So Jesus was the way to the Father and and showed us the Father's heart, amen. And so Jesus is Lord. It pleased the Father that all the fullness of the Godhead would be in Jesus. And the Bible says uh, because Jesus obeyed the Father, amen, even unto death, that God has given him a name that is above every other name, amen, of things in heaven, above, or earth beneath, or even beneath the earth, in every realm, that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. And so this is the, 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 the primary deal about the kingdom of God. Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord through the knowledge of the Lord, or the Bible says in the millennial reign that Jesus will rule with a rod of iron, amen. So through knowledge of the Lord, amen, we willingly bow the knee to Jesus. But because Jesus is Lord, if you refuse to bow the knee to Jesus, you will bow the knee to Jesus, amen. And so it is the Lordship of Jesus, amen, that... um, causes the kingdom of God to come into this earth realm. And so where Jesus is Lord, it's just that he rules. Amen. So he can rule in our life. He can get you saved. He can get you healed. He can get you delivered. Everything that the name of the Lord, the great I am, is he can give you all that he is. He can give you himself. And that blesses you. Amen. The Lord can give you himself if you will receive and that will bless you amen and so before I came up to preach I heard the word of the Lord he says that people will only fight for those things that they are convinced of and committed to amen there's a time amen to fight there's a time for war there's a time for peace and so there's a time that you need to fight And so people will only fight for those things that they are convinced of and those things that they are committed to. I'm talking about they themselves. You can be enlisted to fight. I'm saying you giving of yourself to fight. You will only fight for those things that you are convinced of and those things that you are committed to. Amen. And so this describes the heart of those who participate in the kingdom of God, amen. 
because we are in the army of the Lord. We know that, amen, but what does it mean, amen, and, and how do we conduct ourselves, hallelujah. Well, the Lord has to have your heart, amen, and so if the Lord has your heart, it is judged by that you are convinced of the word, you're convinced of the truth, and you are committed to the truth, and committed unto the Lord, amen. And so because of that, amen, that you will give yourself into service for the Lord, and there's much opposition, the Bible says. And so, yes, you will fight, but it's a fight that you win because the Lord has already won. We participate in his victory through faith. Amen. We overcome. We receive the, the precious promises of God. Amen. We receive what Jesus has already, has already won. Amen. And so Jesus has to be the king of hearts. He's the king of our heart. Amen. And so what this ministry does Amen. Christ be glorified ministry. Myself, Apostle Calvin. My wife, Apostle Vivian. And all of my children, all that participate in this ministry. Those um, elders, those who work in this ministry. That we have a charge. We have a task. Amen. To show people what is in their hearts. Amen. So they can deal with what's in their hearts. So that Jesus can be the king of hearts. Amen. The Lord over your heart so his kingdom can be advanced in this earth realm. Because the kingdom of God it advances. Amen. It does not retreat. It does not stand still. It does not back down. Amen. And so people have a part. We praise the Lord Jesus. We know that he is Lord. We praise God. We, we even praise God and thank the Holy Ghost. Amen. We, we can see that God is God. Amen. God do whatever he wants to do. Yet in this earth, because he gave the earth to man, that man has a part to play in the perpetuation of the kingdom of God into this earth realm. Actually, we have a big part to play. Amen. That we already know that Jesus is Lord, or we should know that. Amen. But the Lordship of Jesus is seen in those who are committed unto the Lord. Amen. Those that have laid down their life unto the Lord. What I mean by lay down your life is that you love the Lord more than more than anything. Amen. And you to do the will of God, you, you your task is to do the will of God because because you love him. Amen. So the perpetuation of the kingdom of God is based on two things. Amen. I'll deal with one of them first, amen, before I get into the, the second thing. The perpetuation, that means the continuation of the kingdom of God is based on, number one, love, amen. The fact that God loved us and for us to get a revelation of that love. In other words, love will awaken and a heart. Love will awaken us. Unto the Lord. Love will awaken us to what is vital. Love will awaken us unto what is really treasure. What is true riches? Amen. 
Because if the love of God does not awaken you to what is true riches or, or treasure or what is vital or what is important, you'll think something else is more vital or something else in this earth, so to speak. You'll think that something else is treasure. You'll, say, you'll think that something else is more precious or more, more vital. In St. John chapter 21, St. John chapter 21, the perpetuation of the kingdom of God is based on number one, love. St. John chapter 21, verses 15 through 17. Now this is where Jesus restores Peter. Peter denied Jesus three times. Verse 15, when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. Now, I want you to understand with the Lord, when you have conversations with the Lord, it is your heart. He's looking at your heart. Amen. <laughs> so, Communion is with the heart. Amen. God is spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Communing, communication. So, so Jesus, when, when he's talking, he's talking to your heart. And so the, the purpose of the Lord speaking to your heart is to show you what's in your heart. If there is any obstruction there. Amen. Because the conversations that the Lord is having with you is contingent upon the fact that you deal with him truthfully. Amen. So that you can have an answer. The Lord wants you to have an answer. When, if, when the Lord speaks, he wants you to be convinced. <laughs> Amen. According to the truth and according to love. Amen. So he says, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said, feed my lambs. And he said to him a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said, tend my sheep. Verse 17. And he said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him a third time, do you love me? And he said to him, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. So what was Jesus doing? He was showing Peter his heart. He was restoring him. He was removing anything that would separate Peter from the love of God. Because the love of God will cause you to do the will of God. The love of God will cause you to obey the Lord willingly. Amen. And so you have to have an appreciation of Jesus talking to Peter or the Lord talking to you. The Lord is, it's religion. People say that, oh, I prayed or the Lord told me this or the Lord told me that, but they did not change, nor did they, Lord, help me, nor were they able to ascertain anything 
that, that was out of order, anything that would separate us from the love of God. Amen. So we are always, we are always looking. All things are free of the Lord. And we have grace and we have faith. And so we have um, a covenant, a covenant of love, a covenant where the blood of Jesus covers us. But in religion, we do not partake of the grace of God. We, we don't appreciate Jesus talking to us like that. Amen. Because we want to go on in our own ways and say that everything is good. Everything is right. Covered. Covered by the blood of Jesus. Have no sins or whatever. And if anybody say anything different, that they are teaching works and everything. And, and people are very defensive of this type of communing with the Lord. <laughs> oh. Whoa! <laughs> Hallelujah. And we shall see that it is those who are able to commune with the Lord that way are those who will help perpetuate the kingdom of God in this earth realm. Amen. Not religious folk who are not aware or not willing to look at their hearts. That you, can't, you cannot help perpetuate the kingdom of God in this earth realm. You know, hallelujah, glory to God. You know, you, lo you learn all the jargon, hey man, to fit in to the religious group. Amen. No nothing is demanded of you. No, no accountability. No depth of heart. Amen. Praise God. That the Lord should be able, his eyes are piercing. The Bible talks about looking into the face of Jesus. That's what it's talking about. That we all, with unveiled faces, beholding the face of the Lord, that we are transformed into the same image from glory to glory. We are changed. We are transformed. If you look him in the eyes, Holy Ghost. If you look Jesus in the eyes, Holy Ghost, we spirit folk. Amen. So yes, we can look him in the eye. He can't deal with us that deeply. Peter, do you love me? Amen. He thought he said one time, and, and, and the pressure would be off. Amen. That Jesus had to restore him. Holy Ghost. So he had to love him. The Bible says, whom the Father loves, he chastens. And, and, and even that, listen, if you receive definitions from the wrong mindset, we have the mind of Christ. If you receive definitions from the, the wrong posture of the heart, you'll miss it. <laughs> Amen. Whom the Lord loves, he chastens. Amen. I don't want to preach that. <laughs> Amen. Yet the Bible says that he chastens with the rod and that God's rod and his staff, they comfort us. Amen. And so that's a posture of the heart that I receive. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm sheep. I'm a lamb. Amen. The rod and the staff, they comfort me. The Lord is not going to let me get off the path. Amen. He's going to keep me on the straight, on the straight and narrow. Amen. So God's messengers must love him more than anyone or anything. Remember the question, do you love me more than these? So the question is, what is these? And the answer is all of it, amen, more than 
his associates, more than the other disciples, more than anyone, more than anything. Do you love me more than these? So if you're willing to say, yes, Lord, remember the kingdom of God is perpetuated, amen, by those who are convinced, amen, and committed, Holy Ghost. And so we, we are not severomo, shallow, amen, people. We allow the Lord to cut to the heart, amen, even as, as we live a life unto God because the Lord loves us. And so we are recipients of his love that we are not crushed, amen, because the Lord loves us enough to deal with us, amen. Nobody else may need to know you're being transformed into his image. Amen. So the Bible talks about 1 John chapter 1, that our fellowship is in the light. And so the fellowship with other believers are those who have received the light, the light of God. So we're all being transformed. And so we, we, we all are able to walk together and to agree in, in the light. We don't strive. In other words, love prevails over everything. His banner, his banner over us. His banner over us is love. Amen. And so what does the Lord do also? He removes, when he communes with us, he removes the contaminants of the world. Amen. And so it is the world, the spirit of the world, that causes us to be desensitized to the Lord and be desensitized to his will. I mean, it's very simple. That if your eyes are open to the world and your affection, your heart is open to the things of the world, it makes you insensitive, amen, to the dealings, to the dealings of God. Amen. So the work of the kingdom, there's much work to do, but the Lord has to deal with us, amen, to get us to walk together, to be of one mind and one accord, to fellowship in the light, and to operate, amen, as a unit with Jesus as the head, to operate as a body, amen, to operate as a warrior, amen, Jesus as the head, amen. And so you read that. In Psalms 45, I won't go there, but it talks about, how glorious Jesus is, amen, as a warrior, that his arrows go into the heart of the enemy. And so the church is supposed to operate, amen, as that glorious warrior, holy ghost, that the devil can't mess with, amen, because the will of God is more precious than what we want. Amen. And so God has to get you there. Amen. In Luke chapter 9, the book of Luke chapter 9, I'm going to have to pick up the pace because there's, there's a lot I need to get to. Verses 23 and 24. Luke chapter 9, verse 23 and 24. Then he, Jesus, said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake shall save it. So salvation 
is for those who lose their life for Jesus' sake. In other words, it's not that you don't have life. The life that you have is the life that the Lord gives you. In fact, it is the life that the Lord actually gave you breath for. The last verse, Psalms 150, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Amen. Show forth the praises of God. Amen. So your life is not life unless you live in a life that the Lord has um, prepared for you. And so discovery, you discover the treasure in the field. You discover the pearl of great price. And then you sell all that you have to get the treasure or to get the pearl. Amen. And so that's the, what the Lord is talking about. That whatever pursuit you were in, that you lay that down to pursue the Lord and to pursue the life that the Lord has for you. Amen. So if any man will come after me, so we are commanded to come after Jesus. In other words, Jesus knows what he's doing. Amen. That Jesus is going forth gloriously. Amen. Triumphant. Victoriously. Amen. Triumphing over everything because he has already triumphed. Amen. So in this earth realm, as man participates with the Lord through faith, it allows Jesus to vanquish the enemy that he has already vanquished. Amen. Our faith causes us to overcome. Amen. So if you come after me, let him deny himself. Amen. So you got to deny yourself and to take up your cross daily. Amen. Somebody says, Jesus already has borne the cross. Amen. And so the cross, it represents that we are in this world. Amen. So there are things that are required for us to show that we are laying down our life and choosing the Lord above every other thing. That is laying down. That, that is um, for whoever will save his life. That is taking up his cross daily. Amen. Taking up your cross. The Bible says every, every day. Taking up your cross daily to follow the Lord. And then very quickly, Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14. Verses 26. Verses 26 through 33. Amen. So um, all these things, I mean, we could preach for hours on each one of these, these verses. Amen. But for the sake of this message, that we want to just go through it very quickly. And you can go back in your, in your private time, in your devotional time, you can go back. And, and study these verses and meditate on these, on these verses. Jesus says, verse 26, If anyone comes after me and does not hate his father and mother and wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life, he cannot be my disciple. So a lot of people, they don't preach this verse because they don't want to say hate father, mother, sister, brother, and all those things or whatever. But you, you have to read the verse in context, Jesus says, if anyone comes after me. So we, we already said, we already showed coming after Jesus is to prefer Jesus over everything. Amen. 
And so that word hate, it is saying that if you love father, mother, sister, and brother more than Jesus, you, you're actually showing contempt for Jesus. So for the priority for to get it straight, you have to consider it hatred, amen, that if you don't hate father, mother, sister, brother, all these, all these things compared to the love of, of Jesus. Why? Because these are strong relationships. These are areas where communication and fellowship occurs. Amen. And so relatively speaking, you, you must love the Lord and you, you, you compare to the other scripture more than any other relationship because those soulish ties have a hold on you. Amen. And so Jesus is simply getting it straight. Verse 27, and whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? Lest after he laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all those who see it will begin to mock, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. So the Bible says, lest the Lord build a house, they labor in vain. The only way that you can complete the work is with heavenly stuff. <laughs> Amen. Heavenly stuff. Out of your love relationship with the Lord. The, the only way that you can complete the fulfillment of the will of God is, is heavenly stuff. And so if you don't have that through communion, divine fellowship with the Lord, amen, the, the cares of this life, the pollutions of this world will keep you from doing. You won't have enough spiritual money, so to speak, amen. You won't have sufficiency to build, to complete the building of that tower. And that is how it is with a lot of Christians. That is how it is with a lot of ministers, amen. They want to do a work for God. And they began in the spirit, but they foolishly think that they can complete it in the flesh. Amen. And so the structure that is built is, is not a structure which gives glory to God. I'm talking about the whole thing. I'm, I'm not talking about just a building. I'm talking about that work, that ministry does not give glory unto God. Amen. And so glory is God's seal that it is that it is of him. The glory, once the glory gets on a thing, and that if you esteem the glory of God, the perpetuation of the glory will fulfill what is needed. Everything is found in the glory. Amen. That you can have money without the glory, and you can have money with the glory. Amen. The, 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 the glory represents the heaviness of God. Amen. The kabod. Amen. The heaviness. Everything is found in him. Everything is found in his, in his glory. So you will have sufficiency in the glory. Let us continue in verse 31. Or what king going to make war against another king does not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000 or else while the other is still a great way off, he sends a delegation to ask for conditions of peace. That's compromise. So likewise, whoever of you who does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. 
And so he said, this is even just for being his disciple. Unless you forsake all that you have, you cannot be his disciple. And so the image of what a disciple is and what the Lord has called us to do, in, 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 in reality, it is the, the fulfillment of salvation. You know, the Bible says, is, is not of works lest any man should boast. And yet there is an obligation of fulfillment. In other words, salvation is like a house that, that is furnished that has utensils and all those things, you, you must use everything that the Lord has given you that, that represents what salvation is. You're, you're fooling yourself. This is what I'm saying. When in Ezekiel, when there was a, um, a valley of dry bones until the Lord asked Ezekiel, can these bones live? He says, Lord, you know. And then he says to prophesy to the winds and prophesy of the bones and how they began to shake and come together. Amen. The, 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 the bones represent that the church, amen, were not in the place. They were slain, amen, on the, on the battlefield and they had not moved since they were slain. Revival is to revive, amen. In other words, look at it from God's perspective. Now, I, I don't want to go on these long tangents. But God is eternal. Amen. And so if there was a people that had failed the Lord, it doesn't faze God, so to speak. Amen. That he will raise up another apostle. He will raise up another prophet. He'll send another. Holy Ghost. He'll blow his, his, his breath over that which is his dead. And so in that generation... That, that the devil thought that he has defeated, that God will raise up in another generation, amen, stronger than ever, more determined, more committed, more consecrated than ever, amen. And so that's what we are dealing with. We, as a church, that I cannot allow the church to play games, amen. I cannot allow the church to be churchy, amen, because God is a God of purpose. He gets things done. Holy Ghost. By his anointing. Amen. He gets things done. By the motivation of love. His compassion. He gets things done. Amen. And so anything that keeps you from doing the will of God. Is, is the very thing that would cause the tower not to be fully built. Or for you not to re realize the victory as an army of the Lord. What, what do I mean by that? I'm, I'm, I'm speaking of anything that you love more than the Lord is called a lust. Now, a lot of people don't see that as a definition. They say, you know, something lurid or something lewd or, you know, um, 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 sexual or sensual. Yes, those things are lust. But if, if you break it down and say that a lust is anything that prevents you from doing the will of God as God deals with you personally. Amen. I have a great life for you. I have a great ministry for you. Amen. But your unwillingness to do the fullness of the, the will of God shows that you're not counting the cost, that you're not um, um, laying down your life, that you, you are not 
taking up your cross. Amen. You're not following after the Lord. Amen. And so God's a God of absolute light. Absolute. He's a God of absolutes, not gray areas, not compromise. Amen. And that spirit or the Holy Spirit will get upon you. That God of commitment. Amen. He's committed to you in love. He's committed unto you. He's absolute light. Amen. And so that is the spirit that will get on you. Amen. And would affect, would affect your heart. Amen. So those who love are entrusted with God's, God's power. Galatians 5, 6, I won't go there, but part of it says faith works by love. Amen. So, so your works of faith, amen, they, they work by love. Matthew chapter 7. Matthew, there is a difference in doing things from loving the Lord with no obstructions in your heart and doing things without loving, loving the Lord. Matthew chapter 7, verses 21, 21 through 23. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through 23. Jesus says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? Then, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness or workers of iniquity. So Jesus personally will say, I didn't know you, I never knew you. Amen. And so that this, this work so it's the will of God. So people say, I was doing it. I was prophesying. I was casting out devils. I was doing wonders. And so the connotation is that if you're doing those things, that you do those things because you were connected to the Lord. In other words, he knew you out of, out of knowing the Lord, out of communion with the Lord. Amen. How are you going to love the Lord or love his people? If you don't know him and he doesn't, if he doesn't know you. So it's a lie that you did not. <laughs> Amen. And so the, the purification of the heart, and I won't say much. I'm just saying that the fellowship of God will, will purify your heart. Amen. To, to make you prepared and ready. Amen. And so the first thing I said the perpetuation or the continuance of the kingdom of God is based on two things. Number one is love. I just went over that. Amen. That love produces fellowship. Fellowship produces the knowledge of Christ. The knowledge of Christ through love produces the rejection of other knowledge, which is against God. I know that's a mouthful, but... Let's go over it again. Love produces fellowship with God. 
Fellowship produces the knowledge of Christ. Amen. So if you're willing to come near and to commune with the Lord in the light, then you would receive the truth that is the knowledge of Christ. Now, the knowledge of Christ becomes your treasure. Okay. And so the knowledge of Christ through love produces the rejection of any other knowledge against God, against the knowledge of God. And so the Bible talks about 2 Corinthians chapter 10. It, it says to um, cast down every thought, argument, reasoning, every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Amen. So the word is the knowledge of God, but the appreciation of the word is through fellowship and loving the Lord, the knowledge of Christ. Amen. It, it, it enhances your love for the Lord. The Bible says by these exceeding great and precious promises that we are partakers of his divine nature. Amen. We are more like the Lord. That we, we have his spirit. That's the divine nature. We have his, his spirit. Amen. And his Holy Spirit has, has us. Amen. So you reject the, the wisdom of the world. You reject it. Amen. The, the, Holy Ghost. Yes, Lord. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. So, so the kingdom is supposed to come to this earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It is perpetuated by those who love the Lord more than themselves and anyone and anything. Amen. And so the, 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 the rejection of what the devil offered Eve, amen, the tree, of the knowledge of good and evil ties you into the earth realm for solutions and answers. Amen. That it relegates God to one who has to work with what's in this earth realm. That even if people acknowledge God a little bit, uh, they say he has to work with the medicine. Put the medicine first. He has to work with the medicine. He has to work with science. He has to work with whatever knowledge is, is in this earth. Amen. Now, it is curious to me that when Jesus healed, he did not put things under a microscope. He did not say, well, let me look at the, the, the Golgi matter or whatever. He says, let me, let me see if the nodules are raised up or whether they are flat. Uh, let me get a cell sample and we won't know you know, don't even call. It's going to be three days before we have the biopsy results. Don't call and everything. So before I heal, I need the knowledge of this world. He did not do that. <laughs> Amen. I like the fact that Jesus, everybody that came to Jesus, he healed them all. He blasted the devil. His kingdom would come, the Bible says, as he was doing all that. And so it's just the knowledge. <laughs> Amen of Christ, intimacy, producing the knowledge of Christ, that the Lord would do it no matter what the knowledge of the world says. Amen. And so you would have to reject the knowledge of the world. Now, I know everybody, I mean, I, I just lost 90, probably lost 98% of you right there. Amen. But I'm talking about being proficient in the kingdom of God. Amen. I want, I want you to look at Jesus' life. I want you to look at the apostles. Amen. I want you to look at the Holy Ghost, the prophets of old. 
being proficient in the operation of God, bringing the kingdom, bringing the results, speaking for God, amen, that was it through the knowledge, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, or was it through the wisdom of God? The tree of life is actually the wisdom of God, amen. So I won't, I won't go, I'm, I'm trying to stay on track, so I won't, I won't go on that tangent, but just, you know, study yourself. The, the tree of life represents the wisdom of God, amen. In other words, fellowship with God produces life. Fellowship with God produces life. Whether you think you're smart, amen. Whether you have a degree, holy ghost. Whether you have several degrees, hallelujah. Whether you know a lot of stuff, amen. Knowing the Lord, amen. The knowledge of Christ, amen, produces life, the results in your life. So, Matthew chapter 24. Amen. Matthew chapter 24. What am I doing? I'm preaching the kingdom. It's what the Lord called me to do. So it's going to sound a little different <laughs> Amen. than what other people are preaching. Matthew chapter 24, verse 13 and 14. It says, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Amen. So they had just asked Jesus about some the end time stuff that was going to happen before Jesus came back. And he talked about earthquakes and false Christs and false prophets and all these things. But he says, if you endure to the end. So this is a message for the end time, the message. The gospel of the kingdom is a message for the end time where you see all these natural signs, amen, of chaos, quite literally, that things are outside of the will of God. Many people are outside of the will of God that we're supposed to preach the gospel of the kingdom against all that mess to bring the results. And so we said the first leg of that is those who love the Lord, amen, that those who love the Lord through the knowledge of the Lord, amen, operating by the knowledge of the Lord, amen, and that only, amen, because you love the Lord that, that much, that God will be using you to bring the kingdom in, in this end time. We said bringing the kingdom, the kingdom of coming is people being saved, healed, delivered, set free, you know, devils cast out, all, all those things is the kingdom coming. Amen. And so he talked about witness. So the witness is the coming of the kingdom. This gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world. So the gospel of the kingdom is being preached. And that is a witness to all nations. Amen. Before the end will come. So there will be great power on display is what I'm saying. The kingdom coming means that things there will be signs, wonders, and miracles. There, there will be help. There will be salvation and deliverance. That's the kingdom coming. That's the witness. Amen. Before the end will come, the church will operate in great power. The true church will operate in great power. And so that's the second thing. The perpetuation of the kingdom of God based on two things. Number one is love. Number two, the power. The power of God 
will produce results that the kingdom of God is come. In other words, that Jesus is Lord over anything and everything. And so it just doesn't happen. You know, you have to count the cost. It is it is those, amen, who put the Lord first, amen, that the Lord can entrust with the power. It is those who are not contaminated by the world, amen. Second of Peter, amen, chapter one, verse four, amen. It talks about how the, that the lust of the world, we'll, we'll turn there. And second Peter, Second Peter, chapter one, verse four. It says, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these we may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through loss. So corruption is pollution. Corruption is contamination. Corruption so that shows that a thing is is subject to decay and a, a sign of death. Amen. And so we escape the corruption that is in the world. It is lust. What did I say lust was? Loving something above the Lord. And so we have to escape that by loving the Lord more than anything else. That if you don't, that you will be subject to corruption. You'll be subject to pollution. In other words, that the influence of the world, amen, the influence of, of Satan would contaminate the word to keep it from producing, amen, the desired end, amen, the thing that God intended, amen, as the rain and snow comes down from heaven and return not thither, so is my word, it does not return unto me void, but it prospers in the thing whereunto I sent it. Amen. So yes, faith. Amen. Your faith. Amen. In the word. But you must be aware of contaminants. Amen. That where the word is not working, something has contaminated. Amen. There is a love or a desire. And this is not an accusation. I'm speaking generally, if you can receive this. There is a, a desire. Amen. There, there's something contaminating the word because God is not a liar. He says he hastens his word to perform it. So his, his word is going to work. Can, man, can you even say that? Can you say, I guarantee you that God's word will work for you. Amen. If you will believe and not be contaminated. Holy Ghost. Let God be true. Every man alive. Now, he says, there's a lot of stuff you got to deal with, brother. I'm considering, I'm considering a lot of things. If the word is not working, I got to consider, amen. But from God's side, it's settled. <laughs> now, you have to be that type of person to be a worker of the word, amen. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, amen. To be qualified, amen, to be one that God can give the power to, amen, to be entrusted with the power. Remember the scripture that I gave Jesus, I never knew you. I didn't entrust you with any power, I never knew you, amen. So God wants to entrust you with power. This is not a disqualifier. This, you, you gotta come up higher. 
Everything that the Lord says is an exceeding great and precious promise. It is not a disqualifier. Amen. It's, it is for you. Amen. Especially if the ministers can get a hold of it. The people will know will go no higher than their ministers. Amen. The, 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 the student is not greater than the teacher. The disciple is, is not greater than the master. Amen. It is enough to be as the teacher or as the master. You, you will not go any higher. If your pastor doesn't believe that, amen, though you are purposing to, to believe that, amen, because the authority that you are under is hindering. In other words, there's not a consistent um, communion of the Holy Spirit in the light, amen. The Bible talks about how we're supposed to have the communion of the Holy Spirit, amen. There's, there's not a consistent communion because you're believing one thing and those that, you, that are over you, that you're supposed to be submitted to, that you are submitted to, that they are taking precedent over what you're trying to believe, amen. They're supposed to be a watchman. For your, for your souls, amen. And so you cannot go up any higher, higher than that. Okay, so number one, the, perpetua the perpetuation of the kingdom is love, amen. The revelation of love. Number two, it is power, Mark chapter nine. The book of Mark, chapter nine and verse one. Mark chapter 9, verse 1. And he, Jesus, said to them, Surely I say to you that there are some standing here who will not taste death till they see the kingdom of God present with power. I think the King James says, come with power. Hallelujah. So he's not saying that these people will not die of physical death. He said they will not die until they see the kingdom come. Amen. In other words, in their lifetime, they will see the kingdom come. Now, the, the kingdom comes by the Holy Spirit being allowed to move on the word. It's from the beginning that God created the heavens and the earth. Earth were without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. Holy Spirit hovered above the water. God said, let there be light. Holy Spirit hovers. Amen. Over the word. So when God, God's word is, is spoken, the Holy Spirit brings divine order. It brings the manifestation of the truth because the thief comes not but to steal, kill, and to destroy. But Jesus says, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So when we're talking about divine order, we're talking about the, the Lord bringing the blessing, the Lord bringing the answer, amen, that he intended from, from the beginning, amen. So the kingdom comes with power, amen. And then Acts chapter four, Acts Chapter 4 and verse 33. Acts chapter 4, verse 33. It says, And with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Amen. And so we got to get this thing straight and right about the apostles, not just because me and my wife are apostles. But we bring the truth into this earth realm, amen, that the Lord gives 
amen, the truth to the apostles to bring so that there will be order in the church. People copy that. I mean, there are popes and stuff like that that are perversion of that truth, that, that the apostles are not trying to sit upon the throne. But yes, indeed, we cannot deny, as Jesus could not deny himself, amen, that we cannot deny who God has called us to be. And so we bring divine order. If there is conflict and people arguing that if you take it to a true apostle, amen, that we can end all dispute, amen, by having the word of the Lord, amen. So God has given the apostles, amen, and the prophets to only speak his word. And so when that is perverted, then there are gray areas, there are disputes, there are arguments, then, then people, that they get out of order, so to speak, amen. So power, the, the, the second part of the kingdom of God coming is the power. Apostles have a great part to play, amen, because they operate in the power, amen, because they have allegiance to the Lord Jesus and allegiance unto his word, amen. That's the only thing that we can do. The Bible says there's no other foundation which can be built, which can be laid except Jesus, amen, and that others can build on that foundation. So the apostles' only foundation that we can lay is that of Jesus, amen. And so if this is the beginning, amen, it is important not to lose this. Again, the coming of the kingdom of God is with power, and that is, that is the witness. The power shows a divine connection between heaven and earth, amen. Just like if there's no obstruction in the heart, between you and God, amen, that is a proxy, amen, that there is a connection between heaven and earth. And so that's why it's so vital. God is trying to get those who are loyal to him, loyal unto his spirit, to get that which is pure. So that which is from heaven purifies that which is contaminated in this earth, amen. So we speak of open, open heaven, amen. Well, you could say open heart, amen. The, the, Paul says, our heart is, my heart is wide open to you, amen. Open heaven allows heaven to come to earth. So the same thing, the proxy for that is the open heart. You don't know your heart unless you love the Lord Jesus more than anything. You don't know your heart, amen. You don't even know, amen. You've been desensitized, amen, that your eyes are open to the things of the world, amen. That when Adam and Eve ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, their eyes were wide open to the natural. They knew that they were naked and immediately they went to try to sew coverings, amen. Their covering came from this world. So it was not adequate. God did not allow their fig leaves to stand. God had to cover them. Amen. And so the death of Jesus is our covering. The blood of Jesus, just like those, those animals were. Amen. In Luke chapter 7, the book of Luke chapter 7 Verse 18 
through 23. Luke chapter 7, verse 18 through 23. It says, Then the disciples of John reported to him concerning all these things. And John, calling two of his disciples to him, sent them to Jesus, saying, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? And when the men had come to him, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you, saying, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? And at that very hour, he cured many of infirmities, afflictions, and evil spirits, and many blind, and to many blind he gave sight. And Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things that you have seen and heard, that the blind see the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor, the poor have the gospel preached to them, and blessed is he who is not offended of me. So this is John the Baptist misunderstanding the kingdom coming. He is wasting away in prison. Amen. So he's the one, John the Baptist is the one that said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. So he knew that Jesus was the Messiah, the one that God sent. But in his condition, and this is the problem, the issue sometimes that we that we get into. In, in our condition, amen, we say that are you the one or should we look for another? Jesus says the kingdom is already coming. Show, show him. Tell him what I'm doing. Healing the sick, raising the dead, cleansing the leper, um, giving sight to the blind. The kingdom, I'm doing what the Father gave me to do. I'm doing it. Amen. John, no doubt, wanted to be rescued from prison. Amen. He wanted that might, amen, or the force to blast the doors of the prison. But John the Baptist was serving a purpose. Amen. And, and I know that, and I won't go into all that, but deeper than we know, John the Baptist was serving a purpose. And even in his death, the purpose, the purpose was accomplished. Amen. He says, blessed are they that are not offended by me. That the Bible says, don't be offended. Don't be offended by the word. So the, the kingdom of God continues by love and by power. Amen. Well, one more, one more scripture. First Corinthians. Because this kind of lays it out. First Corinthians chapter two. Verse 4 and 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. It says, In my speech and my preaching, this is Paul, the apostle, speaking. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in a demonstration of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and of power. So the demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but the power of God. So your faith, people say faith in the word, but your faith has to be in what the word produces. That when you are believing the word, what you are actually believing is that there's enough power, the power of God to produce the results of the word of God. If you believe in God for healing, Holy Ghost, yes, Lord, I understand, Holy Ghost, if you believe in God for healing, then you have to believe the Lord that there is healing power, that the power of God to heal you. What are you believing to heal you? 
so that your faith would not be in the wisdom of men. We're talking about the wisdom of the world. So I wish I had time to preach this, but there is a pushback against the wisdom of the world when you're dealing with the, the word of God in the power of God. Amen. Jesus, the Bible says, is the wisdom of God and the power of God. Amen. And so the manifestation of Jesus, amen, produces the end intended by the Lord. And so whatever you are believing for, your faith also has to be in the power of God to bring it to pass. Amen. And so there is a pushback, amen, against relying on the, the, the wisdom of man, which is the wisdom of the, of the world and the knowledge of the world. Amen. And so you have to get your mind right, so to speak. Amen. To believe God. Amen. Don't argue. We prayed, me and my wife have prayed for people, and then they have argued with us after we prayed about what we purpose to deliver from the Lord to them. Amen. And so what, what is that? <laughs> what is that? That is, that is a mind that has been instructed in the ways of the world, the wisdom of the world, the knowledge which is of the world. It takes that which comes from heaven. The heart is a proxy for heaven. Amen. And so open heaven, amen, produces the winds of God, the winds of God. In this earth realm, open heart produces the results of God, the power of God. Amen. That you can even get into the sound of God. Man, you can, you can be so instructed in the knowledge of Christ that you began to pick up, amen, the movements of God, the sounds of God from, from heaven. Amen. The words of God, the language of God. Amen. That, did you know there is a custom of heaven? Did you know that you cannot just go into heaven any way you want? You, you cannot act toward God any way you want to. Then why would you do it in this earth? Amen. If you enter into his courts with thanksgiving, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, I mean, and his courts with praise, and you're and you honoring, you're honoring the Lord, and, and you bow before the Lord in heaven, and that there is a continuous chorus Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. That's, that is the custom of heaven. Amen. And that is supposed to be the custom in the kingdom of God for those who have the knowledge of Christ. Father, we thank you for that word. We thank you that you're bringing us up higher in the knowledge of Christ. Amen. That you bring in the ways of heaven into this earth realm. Amen. That you're entrusting your word and you're entrusting your power to those who have allegiance towards you, a commitment, amen. We are convinced, we are committed unto God. Our love is a love of convincement and commitment. Thank you, Father, for that word in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. For more information, visit ChristBeGlorifiedMinistries.com and you can also follow us on Facebook under Christ Be Glorified Ministries. Thank you so much and God bless you.